0: So, we have been going through a whole series. We have talked from the beginning of creation of the whole universe.
1: Um,
0: okay. okay. And from the creation, we have showed basically Earth the earth as its creation was made in layers, okay? I'll call them necessary layers. In other words, God put water on the earth and then he separated the water and made atmosphere, which is necessary to have the water cycle and the oxygen that you need cycle goes from carbon dioxide to oxygen because it was ready to put plants in it so he put plants in it and then he put animals in the water and he put animals on the land and then finally he created mankind and everything was good Except mankind really messed it all up. Not very good. Not very good, okay? He created man and woman. And we talked about marriage and the basis of, of the family and the basis of creating all those things. Now... We have a couple of things we've been working through, and this is all just the first 11 chapters of Genesis, okay? We're not gonna get into the story parts of Genesis where you start to see one of those families go, but the whole idea is you're going to build from the beginning of Earth, the story of mankind, all the way until they begin to break into tribes, okay? And when they break into tribes, then the story of one of these tribes, under who? Does anybody know? Earlier than Moses. The first one, he was called from Ur. Ur? Abraham. Ur. Abraham. Abraham. From Ur, called from one of these families and called to follow God by faith. And then it is the story of his entire family as it grows into a tribe, into a nation, and from that nation comes the savior of the world. Okay, so the story starts in creating the earth and how you get down to one of these people and then goes back out to that nation. Okay, and how the Savior comes and how God creates us all and then brings us a Savior in. Okay, with that, we've talked about things like aliens and we've talked about dinosaurs and we talked about the fossil record and the things that happened in Noah's flood. Okay, Noah's flood was the time when all mankind, right. They, they sinned, and mankind went boom, crashing down in one generation. Because the very next generation, murder came about. And then murder broke into all sorts of things, and it got so bad within just, I think it was eight generations, that God says, I'm going to wipe it out. Let me take it back down to one family, and we know about that family: Noah and his three sons named
1: Shem, Ham, and Japheth.
0: Good, the Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Shem, Ham, and Japheth are where all of humankind comes from. Okay? Yes, we all come from Adam. We back up. There's an explosion, but we peel them all down to basically one family again and then go back from there.
2: So basically if you have kids, you could be having kids with a long distance cousin and
0: not realize it. Yep, you're all related. Every one of us is related way back. But we talked about why that was not an issue. What's the issue with today, generations that we've gone down through, why can't, what happens when people inbreed? There's, There's genetic mutations, why? The recessive traits. Because when you marry someone that you're related to, then you both have a recessive gene and they get together and your kids have a recessive gene. Right. And usually recessive genes aren't the healthiest. Right, not always. I mean, sometimes they. Sometimes it's blue eyes and red hair. Sometimes, could be yeah. right those are recessive genes and some of us are totally like that and other ones might get a dominant gene that could be stronger in some ways all right
2: yeah like uh, this one person he had two tons of hair and somebody kids have gone it and he proved it was his real hair
0: yep so in the beginning adam and eve are created as the genes for all humankind we called them like the super genes okay because they had everything inside of them but as the generations go on and split out and split out and split out and split out this branch of the family by the time you get down here doesn't have all of those genes that were original they took parts and pieces with them and The man takes parts and pieces, and the woman takes parts and pieces. And if they're kind of following, they get less and less parts and pieces, right? If their families are somehow intertwined back not so far ago, then they get less and less of those things. And then they have less and less options, okay? (laughs) Less and less options of genes. And then you run into things where a lot of times you have... The ability, your genetics is all a double code, right? You've heard of the double helix, right? Well, there's double code in there. So basically, if there's a mistake in the in the DNA in your genes, there's enough to cover it with your with your dominant genes. Like a
2: mistake in the DNA would be an XXY which has an extra X chromosome but it is still a male.
0: Now there are many mistakes over time in the DNA and I don't mean a mistake like something messed up. I just mean there can be a weaker trait that comes through, right? And the more and more weaker traits, the further you get down in humanity, the more and more you're further away and you have only certain things. If you breed dogs, okay and you get down into everything came from this gray wolf all the dog DNA
2: yeah, right
0: and in the dog DNA though right they were they had a lot of and this is an ancient we'll call it an ancient gray wolf Okay, it, it had DNA to do all sorts of things and now you can get a little Pomeranian dog and you can get an English bulldog
2: they okay. bigger and better than an English
0: bulldog. Maybe so. But some bulldogs are bred to a place where they're meant to be wide and stance is supposed to look certain, certain way. Sometimes they have breathing problems, and that is a gene, right? They get those problems because they don't have the big pool of genes. They've got a small pool of genes by the time they get down into that very, very specific breed.
2: Like American okay. short hair cats. They had so many specific breed things going on with them that now every single one that you get most of them will have heart problems and will die at a young age. Right. Just like you have to get a facial obstru- reconstruction surgery for a pup so he can actually breathe. So
0: they can breathe because their genes don't have the right thing. So there are dogs, I think it was a French bulldog or something where um, I've just heard this recently, where they can't even have their own puppies because they've bred out where they they can't physically, they can get the puppies inside of them, but they can't get them out. So they have to have like a C-section to get these dogs out because they've bred to the place where their hips are too narrow in the wrong spots, okay? And it's just one of those things. Now, what would happen without humankind's intervention? That breed would die out, Right? Without, because the puppies would never be born,
2: like if and you, probably
0: the mother would die, and probably the puppies would die, and that would be it.
2: If you kind never invented that because wouldn't have
0: existed to begin with. Maybe so. Probably because it was specifically bred to try to put certain traits with one another. They liked this, so they started breeding this type of dog together with these, okay? So you get the idea. Now that happens all along, and it's going to continue to happen. Okay, after the flood. Now we talked about the flood. We talked about the sin of mankind. And how rough it was before the flood. And Jesus talked about that being as it was in the days of Noah. So, Noah, so shall it be in the end. Right? They'll be living, eating, and drinking, and marrying, and giving, in marriage. They're going to have parties and everything until the last day. And never know that God has said the end is coming. Or never care. Okay, And that's what we find around all the people about, around Noah. People never cared. They don't care. So the generations you live in, in the future, as we get further and further towards the end time...
2: There's less and less Christians.
0: And people don't care, right? People don't care about
2: or or about God.
0: They might be. And because of that, it is our task to live... To talk to people in such a way that they can learn about God. That's the idea, is that they can learn about God from you and from how you act. And then if they are interested in that, they might even ask you a question. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay? If I ever
2: have kids, the first thing I'm doing is on the church.
0: Well, that is a great thing for you to do. All right? So, we've gotten all through there. And now somewhere in there, this big crazy thing happened called the Ice Age, all right? The Ice Age, and that is not the movie. okay? <laughs> There's not little squirrels running around looking to get a nut. Although there may have been little squirrels running around looking to get a nut. It's not that. <laughs> it's not a cartoon. There
2: are no giant mammoths no. running around looking for the rest of the time. So,
0: so we are going to actually talk about giant mammoths, woolly mammoths. But let's get into the Ice Age and what happened. What we think happened, and how it fits in with the Bible. okay? So let's begin in Genesis chapter number seven, verse 10, eleven and twelve, because we need to go back to the flood. Think about this. Think about the flood as this. You put enough water on the earth. right? Anybody ever seen a flood zone after the waters have receded? Yeah? What does it look like? Explain it.
2: Well, there was one where they actually were like the city was on the water, and they put up a barrier. Flood came, broke the barrier. Entire town was destroyed. Thousands of people were killed. And they say the only thing that actually managed to stay in town and survive inside that house was nine cats.
0: Okay, so it's described as flat, destroyed. What happens to the dirt, the mud, the rocks? Oh, it
2: was terrible. They were everywhere.
0: All over, right?
2: They had a boulder on their house.
0: They go all over the place. And it appears to be very, very random and very smashed. Now, I've seen smaller floods. Even small floods where whole fields of, of corn flood. I watched one where there was a cow up on an island. And this flood, this was down in Wyoming near Warsaw. And... It was a huge area, all flooded, and there was a cow standing on an island like half the size of this room. He was just out there in the middle of the flood, and the waters were probably higher than his chest everywhere all around him. And I had gone back to there about three weeks later, I think, after the flood had receded, and everything was covered in dirt. The corn was covered in dirt, mud everywhere, stuff. You could see the damage from that little flood, only a few feet of water. So when you fill the earth with water, you have major changes mud moves, rocks move, depending on the currents under the water, the speed with which things happen, and what drives this water to come. And that's where we're going to look at it and be very careful how we read it, what happens to the earth when this is going on. So let's read chapter 7 of Genesis, verse 10, 11, and 12, please.
2: And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth.
1: In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day, were all the foundations of the great deed broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights.
0: Okay, so we have seven days, it rained solid. Okay? And then, of course, it rains, in the end, it rains for 40 days and 40 nights. But there was a day. And it tells you the exact day, right? The 17th day of the second month of the 600th year of Noah's life. Okay? On that day, something happened. What was it that happened?
1: Compton,
2: the of the deep.
0: Did what? The fountains of the... Open. De-
2: uh, broke up.
0: Broke up. They, it, they were broken up. So, if you, if you look actually at the Hebrew word, it basically, that word broken up means ripped open, torn open. Okay? In one day, not only had it been raining for seven days, right? Mm-hmm. Flood waters rising, 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 and all of a sudden something opens up the fountains of the deep. Okay? So yes, I know that Jacob talked a little about the, the water way under the earth. But something happens to crack open the earth. And what is that? An earthquake. An earthquake. Or shifting tectonic waves. tectonic plate movement, volcano, something from underneath, right? And what happens when a volcano goes? Sometimes these all happen at once, right? The volcano happens somewhere and can move tectonic plates or the tectonic plates can move from uh, and create eruptions, right? Because they open a fault. they release hot magma and out comes the hot magma right that is molten rock so you're talking a couple thousand degrees three thousand degrees this this water comes out or this this rock comes out and it rips open in one day okay one day it releases enough water to flood the entire earth from the seven days worth of rain And say it was raining as hard as possible for seven days. Well all of a sudden the earth starts to shake and tremble all over the place and I am sure it was a very frightening moment as they're sitting in the boat kind of floating on how much ever water they're floating on at the time and all of a sudden underneath all the water and up they rise. Okay, because have you ever seen Old Faithful some of you maybe, two of you have, pictures of it. I think it's a million gallons that comes out of it or something like that, several million gallons that comes out of it in a minute, in one hole in the ground. And it's all just from the heated water and it comes into such pressure underneath. The pressure builds up and all of a sudden, just like a teapot, only a big teapot, right? And that's one little hole. Right.
2: Actually,
0: uh, uh, it's like an hour and a half or something like that. Somebody
2: could actually uh, Google this to find out what the actual estimated guess is. So we can find out.
0: Well, you could do that some other time, but for right now, it's millions of gallons come out. It's pretty impressive to see those things come out. Now, what happens with magma in the water? Oh. It, it boils it and it before it boils it. it
1: hardens.
0: Well, okay, that's cuz what's it's exchanging the heat, right? It's taking the heat from the magma and if you've got lots and lots of magma, what happens to the water temperature? Rises. It rises, right? All over the earth. And if you have these cataclysmic events everywhere where things are shaking and cracking and breaking open, your temperatures rise in the oceans. And the water starts to disappear okay. evaporation. Evaporation happens on a massive scale. More rain, scale. wow. <laughs> More rain, oh great, right? So not only that, it says the, the heavens opens up, right? So all the water's coming down. <clears throat> and it does stop, right? It does stop. But when Noah gets out onto dry land, Dry land doesn't mean that there's not still a lot of moisture everywhere. I'm sure it was very lush for a long time. In fact, probably the waters in the ocean were elevated in temperature quite a bit. So your temperature in your water goes up, your evaporation goes up much more, which means you have a lot more precipitation coming down. Season after season.
2: Did you know that volcanic ash is actually going to cool down the Earth rather than heat it up?
0: We'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so these major things happening, the flood, the water, the heated up water, and then yes, volcanoes, as the things are still erupting and as the water is receding it's going back down into the cracks and fissures of the earth, changing things, moving things. This was a time, yes, major fossils, probably major tectonic plate movements, major lots of things happening with that much water, that much water in the atmosphere. It is believed that the major water comes as precipitation. And for some time, if you heat the whole ocean up for a long time, it's gonna have to evaporate and evaporate and evaporate and evaporate and evaporate over time, and the temperatures don't go down in a season but go down over years, okay? Slowly, slowly, you get one degree in the ocean, takes a long time. To, take, to change a degree in the ocean. And if you do that from the underside, normally we heat it only from the sun, right? The sun heats the top layer of the water and down in the bottom, it's about the same temperature all the time. But this was like boiling it from the bottom out. Okay.
2: Sort of like that so underground
0: volcano that erupted. Yep. It was like
2: literally pointed downwards in the
0: ocean and it erupted a lot. It erupted. And so those things change majorly. With the heat, lots of precipitation coming for seasons and seasons after. Okay? Now, Noah's landed his boat. Not landed, but he got it landed, I guess. Uh, chapter, same chapter, uh, verse 24, please. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Verse 24.
1: And the waters prevailed upon the earth 150 days.
0: Okay, so 150 days, it's moving things around. And things are... So it's a half a year, six months. This water's moving around. He's just floating, floating, floating up there for six months. And then finally things come to a rest as it goes back down. So in one day, it shakes the earth, wakes everything all up underneath and bang, 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 out it comes. And then over six months, it sort of settles down, at least the water starts to go back down to more reasonable ocean levels. These are times where we think something like the Grand Canyon's created, where the water levels fill the whole Great Plains of the US and all of a sudden, that's higher than the ocean levels, out it goes. It breaks through and creates one big fissure, just like as you're playing in the sand, right? Dump the water, creates it and it digs it out. And what's left when you got just a little left in your bucket is a little tiny stream in the bottom, okay? But a big wide crevice if you had a lot of water. Same thing on a big scale, okay? God sandboxes the world, right? At that moment, he creates all these things, And I think in a short time, many things are created because of the size of this impact. Now after that, seasons come, and because it's so warm, the oceans, the winters are warmer. It may have been, and this is not proven, although they believe that poles switch and all these sort of things, it may have been that the weight of the water and the change of the water and the movement of the earth could have put a tilt in the axis of the Earth at that point, okay? Imagine this, imagine the Earth being totally upright. What is not existing? Winter. Winter.
2: Or, or summer could not be existing, we'd be stuck in eternal winter. Well, no, it would or? Because the, the Sun would be even across the the north, north and South. North and South, so you would have the same like season pattern from from the pole to pole.
0: Right. And you would get colder as you get more indirect towards yes. the poles. But
2: you wouldn't have that whole the whole like where on the further north you go, the days like your days are longer. right there's no, I mean,
0: And then shorter in the other season. Shorter. Right. So you have the the well, point where everything is evenly, well, basically you just want to live at a different temperature, you go a little more north and it's just a little bit cooler, a little bit cooler, a little bit cooler.
2: people at the center of the equator who are usually boiling most of the
0: time? Well, they're not though. The center of the equator, Would be like a somebody like, what's it, the, on the Philippines or something, if you go to the other side of the world, it's not 100 every day. What about every it's day? like 80. Every day. And what about Ecuador,
2: which has been known to be on the tremor line and get multiple earthquakes on
0: a daily basis? Well, yes, those things are certainly under the earth. We know that there are major things that happen there. But imagine that, and all of a sudden, if the earth tilts, we begin to see seasons. We see rain that we never saw before. It before no Noah's flood. said a dude from from the earth, which is not really up from the earth, but it landed, it, it condensed all over, right? Every day, the dew was heavy enough, it condensed all over and kept everything wet. It kept everything wet every morning, burned off in the during the day. Everything kept very moist and wet, and it was a perfect amount. It wasn't long dry seasons and that big heavy rains, okay? So it took that nice paradise, we'll call it, and it put in harsh seasons and extremes, but it took a little bit to get there because we have this great big warm ocean. So the big warm ocean says I need to, and as the, the earth is tilted a little, I need to take in that, the cold air that I'm having now to cool myself down over time, so I'm giving it off, and it makes a little bit warmer winters and a little bit cooler summers, for many seasons, warm winters are when you get lots of snow. Okay? I'm not talking about 60 degree winters, I'm talking about 30 degree winters. It's just 30 all the time and the snow is constantly, you have lots of moisture in the air, lots of snow, lots of snow, lots of ice, lots of snow, lots of ice. And this is where they think that it built up because it was never super cold and dry like we see it was actually cold and wet. So the cold and wet kept building and melting together and compressing and building and melting together and compressing it until in certain areas of the globe it built huge glaciers. Okay, now the glaciers are that they're layers of ice and the pressure that they're under packs and becomes ice. We have under our driveway, in the wintertime, we have long winters come, and it melts just a little bit in the sun, and it refreezes. And it melts a little, and it freezes underneath. And if I don't plow it right down to the stones, it's the iciest, hardest thing at the very end of my driveway every single year till enough heat comes to melt it out. It's exactly what the glaciers did. It never got quite warm enough to melt it all out, and never got quite cool enough to make it where it was dry. So it just kept building and building and building and building and building till these massive layers of ice built up. Okay? It can happen in a short time. This is where they found a plane that landed in World War II. They found... They landed it up in Iceland, I think. And in Iceland they abandoned the plane, two planes actually, They abandoned those planes, and they came in and saved the pilots because they were going to run out of fuel. This was during World War II. They went back, I think it was after 2000 or so, and they went back to recover those planes because they figured out where they were. From 1945 or 44 or whatever happened till 2000, which is 50 plus years, they were buried under 250 feet of snow. Hard-packed snow, because they got layers and layers and layers and layers and layers. 250 feet—that's a lot of snow. They had to tunnel down through it and pull. They were able to take one of those fighter planes out, piece by piece, up the tunnel. 250-foot tunnel. I mean, that's two and a half times the steeple. That's how much snow. Imagine
1: how
2: many people I would
0: have It took a lot to do it and get it out. So what I'm telling you is, things in extreme climates can happen over short times. So we'll say over the lifetime of Noah, the next couple hundred years after the flood, things may be changing significantly. Remember, he's just gone through a flood and now temperatures are changing. It might be getting colder in places. It might be getting extreme heat. All of a sudden, it's and it's getting drier from the wet. It's snowing, and snowing, and snowing. So you see evidence and it's all throughout, and I'm terrible doing Asia. Okay, here's, here's Africa, of that's nice, right? a person who's
1: never
2: seen snow or ice in their life sees it for the first time.
0: Okay, here's Asia up through in Africa, right? That's the Mediterranean Sea, this is not to scale. <laughs> it's perfectly to scale, okay? So, it looks like a little mess. as you're up, more north, the ice begins to grow in big areas down there. Now, for many years, the animals have moved up north.
2: That? the land bridge. Why does it look like there's We'll a
0: get family. to the land bridge in <laughs> a <laughs> minute. We'll get there. We'll get sure. there. We'll get to the woolly mammoth, We'll get to a bunch of them.
2: Sir, did you notice this? It looks like a tornado with a small mouse right in the center.
0: It does. It actually does. Yes, it does. <laughs> So there it is, that's the Mediterranean seats by the way, and Italy and Greece. That's pretty, right? (laughs) Okay, so the the idea is it's growing, it's also growing on. There you go, North and South, South America. Growing, the ice comes down, the ice is coming up too okay up from the south because you have those indirect colder edges of the of the of the earth it comes down and there is evidence that we were under ice here okay western new york was under ice all of the rocks and the things that you see around here were part of glacial till so as the ice formed, it pushes things, and as it recedes, it pushes things in and out. It's like a monster bulldozer that just crushes everything in its way with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of tons of weight of however high it was. And as it slowly recedes back, as the temperatures become more extreme, hotter in the summer and you melt some away, cold in the winter and it kind of slows it down, hotter in the summer and cold in the winter, okay? You can still go and see glaciers in Glacier National Park okay in Montana
2: wouldn't it be hot winter cold and summer then
0: It could be it's actually more like that in other parts of the world okay just call, call it something different so, so here we are and this ice begins to recede now that ice has gone all the way down into Kentucky That's how far glaciers reached so, pretty far down there pretty warm climate today right but there's and it's into Kentucky but not all the way through Kentucky so you'll find glacial till where it crushed the rocks and smashed it into dirt and left big boulders moved in places and stuff and as they receded it went further 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 up north okay now people are living in some places at that point, but this is a major change. Another major change that creates these things. Still, it seems to be that what happened to blow that water out during the flood took a long time to settle down. We'll say maybe a hundred years. Okay. So Noah, what happens? Let's go to chapter eight, a verse number. Uh, uh chapter 8, verse number 22 of Genesis, and read that. Well, the earth will rain
1: us time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall
0: not cease. All right, this is God's promise to Noah. As long as the earth... I'm not going to make it rain like that anymore, he says, but you are going to have seed time and harvest. You're going to have cold and hot. You're going to get extremes. Summer and winter. Day and night. And it's not going to stop till the end. I'm not going to do this major thing again to change everything. But this will hold until the end. That's God's promise. Okay? So till the very last day, there will be seasons.
2: But the and very last day...
0: It'll be a season of something. We don't know what.
2: Imagine if it was a season of perfect summer day.
0: It would be nice. It would be great. Could be today, you never know. So here we are, here we are with this, okay? He's got these seasons going and it dries up and we become more temperate climates, right? Particularly northern and southern hemisphere. You have all of what comes to be a similar climate to what we have today. It settles down over that time. So with all of that, you also have more changes. Chapter 9, verse number 1, 2, and 3. Okay? He's out there. He's released the animals again. Chapter 9, verse 1, 2, and 3.
2: And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and
1: upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hands they are delivered.
0: Verse three, chapter
1: nine. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green earth. Have I given you
0: all things? Okay. So some some major things happen. God creates a fear in animals. So that means before the flood, animals were not afraid of mankind. They would interact, they wouldn't see you and duck and run, okay? They would interact and live their life. Now, you have to go and specifically hide if you want to see things, and if you want to see animals in particular that are very fearful of mankind, things like a mink or something, where typically they, they're very um, loners and they're off in woods and tucked away in little places where you can't see them very often, you really have to pay attention. What
2: if you leave a piece of food and they really like sitting
0: out? You might, you might get them okay but you have to be patient about it and you have to not sit there by the food and play a song okay they're not going to come up there while you're singing a song okay because they have a fear of you but also at this time god says okay now you eat animals all right so it's a change god's intention originally was not to eat animals
2: this is probably okay? why most animals when like i stink and eventually animals started eating more of each other, causing the extinction of the rare golden t- well t- There are only five left of in the entire world.
0: Maybe some of that happened. But at the same time, okay, other major things were happening in this cold place. Alright? Place where the ice is beginning. So Job chapter 37. Now Job. In history, we're going to go to Job chapter 37. Job in history is, it's just before Psalms, okay? Job in history is placed between Noah and Moses, okay? So probably closer to Noah. Chapter number 37, Job chapter 37. Now, these are mentions during Job's lifetime of a lot of things that God is doing at the time, all right? He specifically mentions ice a couple times, all right? We're going to look at it. You make your choice whether you think this is glaciers or not. Some people think so, some people don't. But here it is, chapter 37, verse number 10.
1: By the breath of
0: God, frost is given, and by the breath of the waters is straightened. Okay, the, and there's a, the breath, as in blow, right?
1: And then the breadth.
0: Breadth is the broadness of the waters. The waters are straightened. What does that mean? I'm flat. Why are they not waving? They're frozen, right? So God blows on these waters, they're frozen, okay? So he's seeing massive, wide expanses of ice. Chapter 38, verse 29 and 30. As he continues to talk about ice. 29
1: and 30. Out of whose womb came the ice? And the hoary frost of heaven he hath engendered. The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep is frozen.
0: Alright, so... God says, if you're so smart, Job, where did this ice come from? Right? And how much ice? Is he talking about little? There's other places where he talks about snowflakes in here. Okay? And that's not one I'm reading. But this one specifically says, the waters are hid as with a stone. So it's like the top of them is a stone. Like what used to be you thought was water is like, it's a rock hard. You've all seen ice. That's not, that's not hard to understand. But the face of the deep is frozen. Basically
2: okay. like no water, like the dark top of it, and you can't really tell if it is or not as you walk, goes in for
0: a search, they hit yep. Deep ice. He's seeing deep and large pipes of ice. Now, if you're getting lots of snow, and you're getting lots of cold, colder as it goes, and you're building up ice, is this part of the glaciers? We don't know. Maybe. How far did the glaciers come down there? They came down quite a ways to get nearer. Now where exactly does he live? Did the glaciers hit that? Maybe. Did he travel any up north? Maybe, okay, if it didn't come to where he lived. But he certainly saw large frozen water, because God questioned him on it. And he saw, which is not what you would think of in the Middle East, right? Frozen water is not very often to happen. Even if they by freak got a snowstorm, huge bodies of frozen water is not typical. Maybe cold, but not frozen. Okay. So this is a time where there is great ice. It grows. It keeps growing, large pieces of ice, several intense extremes that happen. And you see what that comes out to be. So you decide whether you think that's ice or not in Job. Those are two times in that time frame that's mentioned. All right. Now, up here are the big woolly mammoths. There they are. There they are. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Wooly mammoth. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Got two tusks and a big elephant head and eyes. Big wooly mammoth. Okay?
2: It <clears throat> like for
0: so, that's a perfect wooly mammoth. Have you ever
2: seen one before? <laughs> <Right>. and,
0: <laughs> Trying to scan. Let's honestly, I'm being serious about
2: this. Your last drawing looks like a balloon
0: in a <laughs> I believe you. All right. So the Woolly Mammoth is up there. All through Siberia and through uh, northern climate areas now that typically are under ice and snow. Now there may have been more, and they may have been more southern. What do you think killed the woolly mammoth? The
2: lot when the ice disappeared, getting caught in the ice.
0: People, it ice, breaking, water. water.
2: Because the green in his mouth. The poison, poison. The one that they found frozen.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Was it was like in the middle of eating, so like wouldn't have it run away if there was.
0: So here's the thing, right? So say a lot of water comes over top of him fast. Yeah. One of two things is gonna happen. Either he's gonna get swept away yes. or so much water and mud comes and covers him over. Okay, very good possibility and good thinking. Because if one dies and rots away and they die from extinction, from man hunting them or whatever, What is not going to be in their mouth? Grass. Grass, okay. (laughs) Uh, And food is not going to be. And there was food in their stomach. And if you're hunting him... He's not going to be standing. So that's one critical thing. They have found several woolly mammoths, some very recently, like in the last year or two. They found them in Siberia. A guy was digging up in Siberia into the permafrost, okay, which is the spot in, of ice that never melts. okay, Because it has been cold there for a very long time. And he found a big brown thing. Now, in the permafrost is... muddy nasty mess it's not like a chunk of ice okay it is it is dirt lots of dirt and then saturated with water and then that water froze and it froze deeper and deeper and deeper because it's cold for a long time okay so it's constantly froze even in the summertime the top might melt off and underneath it still froze okay so It is solid, solid ice under there. So he dug up this woolly mammoth.
2: A jackhammer.
0: They took him out. He was standing up, and they have found several like this. Standing up, food in his mouth, Okay, food in his stomach, hair, skin, everything intact. Some had broken legs.
2: Hmm. Should they get a DNA replicator? See if they can
0: remake it? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> to me, that's a can, thing if they can. I don't know. And and it'd be cool, I guess, but I don't know if that's to
2: examine the DNA and thus see how what pieces of DNA and bits they may need to actually make one, and then they could end up filling the missing bits and pieces. They could actually put in the DNA of elephants due to the fact that they are similar in multiple things. They,
0: they, they might be able to. I'm not sure if they will be able to. But what really matters about it is how did they die? It
2: was clear okay. that something attacked it while it was eating enough to crush its legs, and it will probably one leg broken
0: on some of them.
2: Which could have been a flood due Just to, to the fact water pressure hit it's leg in the water that was moving.
0: <laughs> here's the crazy thing here's the crazy thing that they you know, think now the happened. Pressure. They think that there was a at least one, if not some several major storm events. Whether they came from a volcano or like a sandstorm, it blew in so fast that it covered them over. And as they tried to get out, they actually broke a leg. If yeah,
1: they're trying to get out, they wouldn't keep the grass
2: in their mouth, right? Well, well it's like, so
0: intense and so fast. Oh,
2: in their mouth, they can't move.
0: What they're saying is the the the.
2: But so would you really want to open your mouth if you already if had you like food in there like you're buried
0: in like sand are Buried by sand, buried literally. In like in, in like
2: the beach? Yep. You just can't move. Yeah, oh. The
0: wind blows in, it comes, it lands on them, it blows right over top of them. Now, aren't they going to try to get out? Yes. But obviously something happened to bury several of these throughout this, some major event. Possibly a volcano ash. That went out and now we do know that that can happen, right? They have what was it Mount Vesuvius is the one that went off and covered over Pompeii, Pompeii right? People right in Like they're standing there. Just they were oh. calcified Inside all of it. So there are events that have happened like that. They believe that this dirt storm sandstorm, volcanic storm happened and covered them right over, major amounts of them, okay? Now maybe not every one of them got all covered over, but major amounts of them. and then once they were covered, water came, permeated it, and as the temperature went down, if it, it froze.:
2: Sandstorm or thunderstorm would there be markings of sand left on the body if they are intact:
0: There are. There are markings. They're buried in dirt. These things are buried in dirt that is frozen, permafrost. It is
2: possible that the water could have rifled up the dirt.
0: It could have. It could have. And But typically, it would have to have just dumped on top. Like that. And, and if it happened during the flood. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that they say. All of the northern area... They believe all the way through Siberia was a grassland, like a at least temperate grassland where the woolly mammoths live. Okay? They found in its mouth grasses that only live in warmer climates, and they found like a like a buttercup. That doesn't exist anymore, okay? But it needs a reasonably warm climate. So there have been major changes they up there.
1: Remake that
2: flower to Maybe
0: work they out. could. Maybe they could. All right. So here's that happened. That's what we know about them. They didn't necessarily die out from extinction too cold. I mean, think about it. They're a woolly mammoth.
2: They're covered in snow, th-
0: right? I could see where an elephant dies out because it's too cold. But it's covered in some of their fur they found on them is as long as 18 inches long. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of fur That's <laughs> something, right? That's like those yaks that live up north with just like a big buff ball, right, over top of them. They're all covered in fur because they're meant to be able to take temperate climates. right? So, evidence that these are standing, multiple of them. Now, did other... Were they living throughout, down into southern areas? Likely. Were they where they wanna be comfortable? Probably if they're covered in fur, they're probably not gonna be in the hotter areas, they're probably going up north, where there are more grasslands and cooler nights, cooler days, okay? So they're living up there, so major amounts of them may have been lost with that. Maybe some of them lived and were hunted out after that, but the major amounts of them seem like a huge cataclysmic event took them out. We also know one was found locally here. All right. Have you ever seen the skull of it in? If you go into um, Letchworth State Park, okay, there is a head of a woolly mammoth, a skull of a woolly mammoth in there that was found right around the park area. Okay, so
2: they donate that to a museum?
0: It is a museum. Oh. It is a museum, right? <laughs> it is. Okay, and you can go see it because it's in a museum. Right?
2: I'm not to leave the house.
0: Oh well, if you go to Letchworth Park, there's a museum there, and you can go see it. So understand, there probably were some throughout the planet. Okay, bunches of them throughout the planet, and we see this major change, and we see things begin to die out because of extreme climates at times. Because the flood and a major change that happens. They also found a special wolf um, A wolf pup fully intact near that area. Okay, that is totally uh, Totally of a different not a different family, okay, but it was still uh, of the wolf family, but it was something that is totally extinct. Like the
2: uh, okay. Black Eyesian Phoenix, which has been known to be extinct for thousands of hundreds of years.
0: The things they are
2: also like. They're known to have rare red markings on them.
0: There are, yep, there are many animals that seem to, after this time, go extinct for different reasons.
2: There's one species. There
0: are overhunting
2: that they think is over thousands of years old that's becoming more and more rare nowadays but it has like this metallic kind of color kind of blackish
0: and orange. And there are many, that's the thing. God has created so many and you see all these different varieties and some of these early species begin to die out because of extremes. And ultimately, why are they dying? Because of mankind. Right? Mankind, his sin brought about... This cataclysmic change, this catastrophic change to the earth, which changed major things and set in the seasons and the things that we see, but it's a much more limited world as time goes on. All of those amazing creatures, the saber-toothed tiger, and I'm not saying you want to come up against the saber-toothed tiger, okay, but there are evidences of these animals out there. And major and dinosaurs and things like that. So what happens? Very likely, we see this major change happen, and and these species, though they were brought back from the ark, as they bred and spread, they went to places where they couldn't sustain, or they went and they were there for fifty years, and then all of a sudden it couldn't sustain. I want you to think about this for just a moment. This is a simple math thing. We're gonna talk about deer. How many deer do you need to make a baby? Two. two. Got it. So you have two deer coming out of the ark. Do you know how many deer is typical? How many fawns do they typically have?
2: There is usually six fawns
0: and t- one. Fawn. Two usually. A typical birth for for a white-tailed deer is two fawns. Now they can have three, or they can have one. And sometimes they could probably have more.
2: Well, I it's more common for them to have at least four. Two. It's not even that far from here. Like, one each like year. Most of sometimes when I see them, they, like one year, they two. have... Two every year. Four kids. Yeah. I
0: see them. Well, so. you could, and the, I'm not saying they couldn't, but typically in the wild, is two deer. So we'll just do that for the sake of argument. So how many deer do you have after one year? Two. Or two. Four. 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 How many deer do you have?
2: Eight. Nine,
0: ten. Eight. Oh, eight. Okay? Because Four you can. You die. And then sixteen. Okay. And thirty-two. Keep going.
1: Sixty-four.
0: Twenty-eight. You're supposed to tell me them. Five. Six. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I All, All
1: right, so here we are. Few.
0: This is the first year two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years.
2: 2048?
0: From two deer. In ten years, okay? Mm-hmm. With a normal birth pattern two deer a year. In ten years, they've gone from two to two thousand. Okay, so it is not, and that's just a standard, right? That's why we so, have-
1: like one deer can have two babies? Wait. Like, well, no. no.
0: They had two, and then they have two more. How long does a deer live?
2: Oh, i like, okay. 10
0: years-ish at the most. I most deer live 10
2: to 12 years unless must be hunted and killed around the time they are younger.
0: Okay? So we'll say they live 10 years. And in 10 years, those two deer came out to about 2,000 deer. Okay? Maybe some of them have one. Maybe some of them have three. Maybe God says, hey, you have four. I don't know. Okay? But even if you just go with two every year, that's what happens. So. To say, well, humans couldn't have populated the Earth that fast. Now, humans aren't going to necessarily have a baby every year, but they can. They could.
2: They could. Are you be humans? So
0: in 10 years, there could be 2,000 humans which is a lot of kids, right? And they're not all from the original two, but they are all from the original two, right? They don't have 2,000 kids, but their kids have kids have kids have kids have kids, okay? And now these humans take, they don't, they don't breed every year. Could you okay. imagine
2: if humans did? Okay, you're so to breed with this right. person, have a somebody-
0: So I want you to know, in Noah's last 150 years he lived after the flood, There's a lot of animals. Okay, when God says be fruitful and multiply, He doesn't say, I'm going to be stingy with this. Go out and populate the earth. So, what you have is a migration of animals out.
2: Finding the perfect climate for them.
0: Keep but, moving, right?
2: Question, they keep alligator-
0: moving because now they're hunted too.
2: Would uh, crocodiles, due to the fact that they're used to uh, more fresh water rather than salt water, would alligators or crocodiles have been on the boat?
0: I don't know. Due
2: to the type of water that is water on the earth being rather. Most
0: I don't know, know if they were both grass. from the same family or not. If Primals they are.
2: are somewhat from the same family, but they are considered mm-hmm. different
0: species. If they are, right, if they are, then I don't know which one, but one of probably an ancestor of both. May have been in there if they're from the same thing, same kind.
2: Yes, they are. Actually, they came from. There were the originators known as the Carsons and the sarco. One was known to stay around more floppy years whereas one was more known to hop out of the ocean and hunt its prey.
0: Yep. All right, well, Jeremiah chapter 17. We're going to go back to this, and then we're going to look at the last story that we want to look at. Jeremiah chapter 17. Because here we are and we talked about the ice age and we talked about how things can happen. We talked about Noah, we talked about seasons, we talked about um, how they were animals were hunted afterwards and eaten afterwards and how they were not before the flood and how they brought uh, fear, God brought fear into the animals. Jer- Jeremiah chapter 17 verse number 9. This is again... One that we want to know and one that we need to understand because this is the heart of the problem. The heart. Who's ever? Verse 9. The
1: heart is deceitful above all things and. 17.9. Dis- uh, des- oh, sorry. Desperately
0: wicked. Who can know it? Okay. Human hearts are deceitful. That means they lie to others and to themselves. And desperately wicked. They want to do wrong. Nobody can understand the depth of that until God comes in and sees it. He, he understands the depths of it. But humans don't even understand the core of what we're like. Okay. Because of that, this next story that we're going to finish up with in Genesis chapter number 11 makes more sense. Genesis chapter 11... I think so. <laughs> Unless, if we have some other great inspiration that we need to talk about, never know. Genesis chapter 11, verse number 1 through 9. Okay. And the whole earth
1: was of one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the, in the land of Shinar?
0: Shinar. Shinar,
1: and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to
2: let us make brick and burn them thoroughly, and they have brick for stone, and slime have they for mortar? Mortar, yep. And they said, go let us build a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the
1: earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower
2: which the children are men built. Yeah. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they
1: have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down here to confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to go to the city.
2: Therefore is the name
1: of it called Babel,
2: because the Lord did there the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth.
0: Okay, so here we are we've made mankind, we had to peel mankind back because they really were bad and peel back the animals and now we're repopulating the earth and after the repopulation of the earth, mankind all speaks one language and they're all within one area because they're all from one family, all right? They decide together in this plane of Shinar to build a tower. We're gonna do it to keep them get a name for ourselves what's why does God care if they have a name it's not about it's not about that they have a name it's about that they want to be most important and most powerful and remember mankind's heart is deceitful and desperately wicked and so God comes down and looks at the city it says, he walks in the city and looks now who is this God? coming in the form of a man we think, doesn't specifically say, but it's typically Jesus coming down, we see him in many different ways, he wrestles with Jacob, right and he shows up with Abraham and he is uh, he shows up with uh, Joshua before the battle and again and again he begins to show up so he is there Right, he's in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He shows up and he walks amongst these this tower, and this thing must have been impressive, right? Hmm. Huge and impressive. How did you even build it? Those
2: so many people? Well, and they had the materials as well as the strength to be able to actually lift it. A-
0: apparently, but think about this. I don't think they could do all of that. They
2: have to imagine. It's a shame humans have become so. See, they, have the, they could communicate with each other and they had the, the brain power and right. the, the stamina and strength to be able to do it. So God gave them all different languages to stop or hinder the evil.
0: Right. The so He's hindering the growth of evil. He's not saying, I don't want you to build a tower. It's not about a tower.
2: It's about
0: how they wanted to get to heaven. They wanted to be most important. They wanted to be like God, right? Isn't that Adam and Eve's problem in the beginning when they ate the fruit? And wasn't that Satan's problem in the beginning? The same thing comes through. And God says, I have to, I have promised not to destroy this world again by a flood. So I have to limit these people and so from gonna, here he spreads them out in languages. This is God's what idea. What
2: is he going to do if everybody starts studying and learns all each other's languages and starts building a tower again? Well,
0: right then and there he knew also man's heart was deceitful and desperately wicked and they were going to be frustrated and angry with each other because you're not talking my language anymore. I don't understand you and I'm frustrated with you. What
2: if the person said, wait, and I so, don't understand myself anymore.
0: So. Out they go and they spread from there. And that's what God says is I'm going to spread them across the face of the earth. And you begin to see major movements of people throughout as they grow, their tribes, their families, their cities, and they spread, okay? And they're spreading, of course, from that Middle Eastern area back through and they spread out to the east and okay? spread up to the north, and they spread to the south, and then yes, they get over to this spot where, hey, there's there's an actual connection. And we believe that there was maybe a land bridge, okay, to get them to this spot. Now also, as a very interesting point to notice, how else do we get major cities? Because we have major ancient cities that they believe to be almost as old as anything ancient they found over here in South America, in Central America, okay before the Incas and the Aztecs before the Mayans there were cities that they said they were already here when we got here as a the people, these are ancient okay, so how do they get here, well that's a long trip to go that way and I'm sure some did people before
1: so
2: water building those things flood changed the geography of the earth
0: so maybe maybe were connected. To connected together and that was it. That was a really good possibility things were, were connected, connected
2: actually, together there's an actual theory about that and they actually did this thing and they
0: called it Pangea yeah Pangea yep so here's the other thing think about this they're frustrated their languages have been split and God says go Can they get on a boat and go to here?
2: They could walk back then.
0: Now, let's think about this. There was a man, a Norwegian man, of course. (laughs) 1970. He had a theory that essentially the South American continent was traveled from From somewhere over here. He thought even from the Middle East Okay He had a theory and he said how could they get there? So he built a boat out of reeds Egyptian reeds Called papyrus, right? He built a papyrus boat To sail on the ocean the Ra which of course meant the sun god. So, whatever. The first one went out, no. crossed all the way and got 600 miles from there, Zek. Well, he must have had another boat with him because he didn't die, okay? And he went back. He, didn't bring extra heat to him. <laughs> he went back. Did a boat redesign, talked with some South American boat builders, some more traditional craftsmen, and they redesigned the boat, the Ra 2. They went on another adventure and they crossed 4,000 miles of ocean on reeds. How long do you think it took? A long
1: time.
0: A month? Not a long time. 57 days.
2: So, over a month,
0: that's barely two months. It's barely two months. They hopped on a boat made of reeds and crossed the ocean, okay? With knowledge to build a boat and knowledge of navigation, which we know they had, they can spread wherever they want on the earth. We'll grab some reeds and make a boat, enough to get over there, okay? there is evidence in maps that are ancient maps that have mapped out Antarctica and other places well before any of the modern explorers came like in the 1300s 1400s 1500s well before that there were maps that had basically the whole world mapped out including little nooks and crannies throughout okay so these people are intelligent God made them that way. They're bright, they're strong, they're creative, and they've, they've bent on doing evil. <laughs> right? And so God said, I'm going to save this race, and I'm going to do anything I need to do to save it. And So you see these spread across the earth, and you see things that they build in the Middle East, they also build in South America. Sir,
2: so I have a question. What would you do if we found out we were just God's little playthings?
0: Well, I think this. God treats us so kindly and so lovingly. We are much more than that. And I think He, He came to die for us. He don't never die for a toy, you know. He came to die for us. He created this whole earth, this whole plan, put us in here, knew we were going to fail, and did it so that he could come and die and save anyone who would take him up on the offer to say, just believe in me and you can be with me. And but does. think
2: about it, doesn't that sound like it would be good
1: entertainment?
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't think so. I think it's a lot of torture to get through all of that because he died in torture for us on the cross. Okay, he came down with these humans that were deceitful and desperately really wicked, and said, "You're going to kill me, but I'm going to rise again. Okay, because I'm going to die for you, for the ones that drive the nail in my hands, shove the spear in my side. I'm going to die for you." So God creates this whole world; He has a way, and essentially, after that, you see patterns and group movements of people throughout all the way through the United States, some across land bridges, no doubt, some across sea, and you're seeing them spread everywhere, these groups of people, you can trace most all languages back to just a very few small language families, okay? You look and you can study languages and people study languages. So all of these things point to that the Bible is right on track. The Bible is correct and the Bible has written down this history. And mankind looked at it and said, Nah, I know better. I don't care.
1: That's it, yeah. right?
0: It is. <laughs> it really is. It really is. But God says, I put this all together to help you to understand, to know that I love you. And I'm telling you even what's going to happen in the future with prophecy in the Bible. Putting that all together... And saying, this is what I want you to do. I want you to know where you came from, and I want you to know where you're going, and I want you to know that I died for you. Okay? And he has done everything he can to to impede the growth of sin in mankind so that you and I can survive. Because otherwise, mankind would have destroyed themselves long before we ever got a chance to be born. All right? So the opportunity that he's gone through for these things is to give us the opportunity to be here. And give us the opportunity. He knew each one of your names. He knew each one of you before you were ever born, while he was creating the earth. Your name...
1: Man,
0: you no, your name ran across his mind to say, I love that person. I will do for them everything I need to so that I can be with them someday. Because I love them. It's true, and it's a wonderful message of the Bible. And so we look at the beginning of earth and how we got here, where we're headed to, and we see mankind hasn't changed, right? But God has given us an opportunity. And God has worked through this whole thing, through all of the miracles and the knowledge that he's done And you can see a lot that God has happened. And it all fits. It fits in the Bible. And that's what the most important part is. Keep learning. Keep reading. Keep doing things. And keep a mind open to say, how does this all work? How does the evidence fit? Keep looking at the evidence. And that's what you want to do. All right. Thank you very much. Good night.